You want to go ahead and talk? <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. No. Do it. No. Do it. <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. The WordBros.com. It's just me making a fart noise. Oh, that would be a good intro. Would it, though? I mean, <laughs> would it? Sometimes it sounds like we just straight farting up in this piece, but no, son, it ain't like that. What's up, everybody? Welcome to uh, Word Bros. It's Kevin. It's myself. We're talking process, bro. We're talking comics, dude. We're talking, We're talking about how two schmucks like us get a superstar artist like Drew Moss to work with us. Well, I mean, you know, hey, sometimes the uh, the pitch has got to be good and the script has got to be good, and it probably helps that we're pals. And, and yes, you but know. we but that's not true. None of that is true. It's just none of that's true. We don't have a good bribery. It's bribery. It it's, it's all bribery. <laughs> hey, I don't I don't know if anybody knows this, but uh, if you are listening to this and you live in the Cincinnati, Columbus, Dayton area. This weekend, I will be at Gem City Comic Con, uh, hanging out, selling books. I have all kinds of stuff going on. So you should check it out. Gem City Comic Con is in Dayton, Ohio, at the Dayton Convention Center, I guess. It's right there. I mean, I don't know how big of a town it is. Gem City. That's right. Gem City is in Dayton. Go see Bobby and buy the If if book. Buy all them janks, son. You need the, the, the If Crime Anthology. You need a Full Moon Fredo in your life, if you yeah, will. Yeah, because the If Anthology and the Full Moon Fredo will be new. Last year, I sold a shit ton of Elvises at that, at that, uh, at that show. I mean, like, a lot of Elvis comics. Like, well, I think you sold out of Elvis at I that. did. Yeah, see? I sold out of Elvis at that show. So, But it was fun, man. It was a good show. I'm excited to be back. So, yeah, man. So, come on. If, you're, if you can hear the sound of my voice uh, and you live in the... Greater Cincinnati, Dayton, Columbus, Ohio area. Go to Gem City Comic Con. It's you're going out, and you're, or you're coming from out of town. Come from just out of town to see Bobby Fresh. Yeah, Bobby Fresh. ain't nobody care about that, baby. Everybody cares about Bobby Fresh. But we're gonna have a good time. It's gonna be a lot of fun. So, did you watch the Deadpool trailer? The Deadpool trailer came out today. I did not watch it. Did you? Nah. <laughs> See, we're in, uh, this is this is something about Word Bros that you guys will learn. We're not those comic guys that like uh, like everything that everybody else likes. Uh, I, I didn't see the first Deadpool movie. Deadpool, I not- did. It was good. It was good. Um, I, I heard it was. It's good. not one of my th- like. It's not a. It's, it's okay. Now we're gonna. You, you want to get serious? So I'm gonna no, I don't want to get serious. Uh, <laughs> well, you can. I don't mind. No, no, I'm kidding. I mean, it, it's just kind of like Wolverine meets Spider Man. That's what I always thought Deadpool was like. If you if you mishmashed Wolverine, if you had the the Marvel mashup uh, action figures like my son has, where you can mix different parts of characters, you yes. just take Wolverine's superpowers and mash them with the personality of Spider Man, then you have the okay with a bad with a, I guess some bad words thrown in here and with there. some bad words and sexual references and 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 guns. So you, you show so you throw a little Punisher in there too, Punisher okay. Matt. 
Yeah, see, I'm not really into Deadpool. I don't. I, I'm not. I'm going to tell you though. I like Ryan Reynolds a lot. Like, I think yeah. he, he's great in the movie. I think he's very charming. I think he's very funny. He's got hot washerboard abs. Um, I remember when Ryan Reynolds wasn't super physically fit, like when he was, like when he was Van Wilder. <laughs> Do you remember that way? When he was very skinny. Yes. Yeah. Like right. It's, it's taken Ryan Reynolds a really long time to get this famous because he was it. He was the other guy in the he, plate. He, he was, was just famous for dating Alanis Morissette for the longest time. He was the other guy in the Blade movie, in Blade trilogy, in the in the Trinity. Well, that's a terrible movie, though. He was in that one. He was a he's terrible Hannibal King in that. And Hannibal King's a great Marvel character, but yeah. he's not Ryan Reynolds. He was a terrible Green Lantern. Uh, he that was, I'll agree with. He was just trying things, and he finally kind of caught on with something with Deadpool, and good for that guy. I always liked Ryan Reynolds. I don't like Deadpool. So I won't go see the movie, but I'm rooting for him from afar, if that makes sense. Like, go, Ryan, go. Does that make I any mean, sense at all? Go, well, when you have a, a night at home alone, watch the Deadpool movie. It's worth watching. You were watching all the other Marvel movies, so That's I mean, right, it's worth yeah. watching. The, the Deadpool movie is worth watching for Colossus and uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead alone. Okay. So if you, if you don't like Deadpool, you'll at least like Colossus. I like Colossus. I'm a fan you of Colossus. Like, you'd think he was great. So that's that's that was the highlight of the Deadpool movie for me was Colossus. Okay. Colossus straight man. That's basically what it is. Okay, I can see that. That makes he, sense. He's a straight man for all of Deadpool's jokes, so it works out. Okay, well, I mean, you need a good straight man, and I'll tell you what, uh, it's actually harder to be a straight man. I don't know if you're aware of that. Yes, Bud Abbott. But you're going to talk about Bud Abbott. And I mean, t- normally in the old school like comedy duos like that the straight man made more money oh really mm-hmm. i was listening to a really it was a really great dick van dick van dyke i love i'm gonna just preface this by saying i love dick van dyke i think he is amazingly talented he's a song and dance man he can sing he can dance he can't do a british accent to save his life have you seen no, mary, mary poppins, poppins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like poppins the british too. accent ain't his thing um <laughs> He was a he's a great dancer. He's a great comedic actor. He's one. The Dick Van Dyke Show is one of the best television programs ever made. If you've ever gotten the chance, just watch it. It's brilliant. Um, but Dick Van Dyke was on Mark Marin many many moons ago, and I listened to it, and it was fascinating because Dick now is he still alive? Dick, Dick Van Dyke is still alive. He's actually they're doing a sequel to Mary Poppins, and he's in it. Oh, that's amazing. I saw that. Uh, like, they have the guy who did um, Hamilton playing his yes. part. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's amazing. See, yeah, that, you can learn a lot from and, and see, this is something else that, that uh, I think is a, a good, important point that even relates to comics as well as other media. You can learn a lot from people that come before you. So, yeah. Um, so, Dick Van Dyke probably taught a lot of people a lot, so... Well, Dick Van Dyke was saying um, that back in the day he was in a comedy duo, and I think he was—I can't remember if he was the funny one or the straight man—but he said the straight man always made more money because it's more difficult to be the straight man. It was always harder to find a good straight man. It's easy to find a fat guy who's going to fall all over the place, right? Like if you think about it. But like the one that's going to kind of keep things together, keep it moving, more difficult. He said they always made more money. So, so you're saying between you and Fredo, you're the straight man. Yeah, but in this relationship, in this relationship, you're the straight man. So it's weird how it works out. 
it is. It, it just depends on who's there. Depends on who's around. You know, with Alfredo and myself, I used to host a radio show way back in the day with Alfredo, and I was the straight man, and he was the crazy one. Uh, and in this relationship on Word Bros, I'm the the pratfall idiot who never shuts up, and Kevin's the straight man who just kind of keeps things moving. So it's just it's just sometimes, but sometimes I I think we I think we switch off because there was that one time i was talking about like just high as fault like so that's not the straight there was one time that one time i wasn't the straight man that one time yeah just once though so, <laughs> but yeah so i always thought that was interesting but yeah we're in the process of uh mike federale a friend of mine who, a guest of the show i believe he was on guests like three he's yeah, a friend he, was, of, he was one of the first ones he's a friend of ours he asked he's like so what are you working on because that's what comic people tend to ask each other so what are you working on and i said hey right now we're working on three pitches and a book and i thought his head was gonna explode because that's a lot of stuff like three yeah we're working on currently we're working on three pitches right now um we have the metal shark bro pitch which we are in the process of i guess cleaning up because the pitch document we sent it to an editor who was not super jazzed on it and gave us some some nice um tidbits of information to fix that up so we're doing that now which i'm pretty excited about and, and that and that book has art by walter osley who you yes. may know from shipper bureau and he is also a very super sweet and cool human being that that agreed to work with us on on that so, is walking to be at heroes I, I, he has been the past two years i didn't ask him if he was going to be this year but I, if he is we'll have to buy him some sour beer dude yes i will buy him some i i walt like sour beer so walt and i share a beer love i like if you see me at a con and you give me a, a dark or stout beer we will be friends for life um that's all it likes takes. Sour beers. that's all it but takes that's, that's all it takes yeah that's i'm pretty easy man yeah here here take this dark beer friend and like then you'll follow around aimlessly like a puppy dog i will I will. It's almost like a video game. It's a quest. You get oh, Kevin's cute. dark beer and he's a follower. Like he's part of the party now. Yeah, the dark beer matches your dark beard and your dark arts that you have over there going on. Dark the dark arts of Kevin uh, Cuff. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Like so, that. um, so yeah, so we're doing that now with Walt and hopefully something will come with that. And then we're doing another uh, pirates with uh, Tony Gregory, who was a, who a, was guest, a guest on the show. The show. And Ed, who is awesome and super nice guy, too, and who also likes dark beer. Um, <laughs> um, and that just came out of just, hey, man, thanks for coming on and, like, hanging, hanging out with us and talking about comics. Maybe we should do a comic together. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. What, what kind of ideas you guys got? And that's – I would say that's the hardest part when you're starting out is trying to figure out how to talk to other people that do comics. Yeah. What do you think? I would say it's almost as hard as pitching. Pitching is the next hardest thing. Pitching is difficult. I was talking to my good friend Mike Exner about this just the other day. The art of writing comics and the art of pitching are two completely different arts. Uh, writing a pitch is like writing a sales document. Like you're, That's what you're doing. You're trying to get someone to buy your idea, and it's a completely different skill set from sitting down and writing a story that has uh, a, a moving plot and interesting characters and, and, and kind of moves along at a timely pace and A, B, and C happens. And so it's a completely different animal. Uh, and, and another thing that X and I were talking about was there's no real industry standard for pitches. It's all just like, 
well, here you go. You know what I mean? Everybody has different ways of doing it. Everyone has different opinions on it. So it makes it rather difficult. I think talking to the hard part about talking to artists to kind of bring us back to what you were talking about, Kevin, is getting a certain quality of artist to think that you are competent enough to do something that you right. are, that you are willing or that you're worth taking a flyer on because you know, it's difficult, man, because I mean, these dudes, this is their livelihood. This is how they make their money. And like the last thing I want to do is be wasting somebody's time because I can't put fucking three panels together on a page and, and make a script work. Right. Right. Uh, I think, I think that comes with having done work before and trial and error. Um, yes, trial and error is key. <laughs> yeah. I mean, unless unless you got unless you got the money and you can go to like comics experience or something and, and learn like from ground up how to how to build your comics house, if you will. Um, but if you will, if you will. Um, but the the whole point is like when you go to those kind of classes and stuff because there's another Muse Writer Center here in in Virginia in Norfolk offers comic writing classes and i know a guy that's in them so i'm i'm picking his brain now to see how competent that is because not not that it would or wouldn't be but the fact that sometimes i feel like for me i don't know how you guys feel or how, how you feel bob um i learn better by doing it oh yeah of course mistakes yourself yeah, experience is definitely the best teacher, but it's just like if you're involving professional artists along the way, right? Uh, it's it's a little more difficult. You could uh, burn some bridges. There. Yes, and it's you know, and people are gonna. I mean, people in this business talk. You know what I'm saying? And and, and Kevin and you and I were talking about this. Was like now that we're getting a certain level of art, uh, and don't get me wrong, every artist we've ever worked with has been super professional and, and very talented. But now that we're kind of we're, we're dealing with people that have lots of published work. Uh, the door is going to be opened a bit more for us. It's going to be cracked a little bit more. So it may depend on our pitch writing ability, you know, to, to get the next, to, to get the sale over. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so that makes me super kind of queasy. Cause it's like, well, what if we suck? You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> That's not a question. That should be a, like a period at the end of yes. that. Yes. What, what, what if, if we, there's no way. What if we I suck? Period. Not it would like, rather be like, question mark. when we suck I guess. <laughs> <laughs> which is more likely yes which is more likely it's far more likely i mean we're guys who wrote a book about the king of rock and roll fighting a giant kaiju banana so you yeah but that was a good right? but i mean to be fair that was a really fun book i mean that's a no, great i mean book. that's the whole idea i think that's the thing with us is is that we do something like we talked about this when we first started doing this together, which I think is really interesting to bring up on the pod because we said we want to do fun stuff, but then we have other ideas that we want to do that aren't as fun, but we still want to do the same like the ideas. We just didn't want to be restricted by kids' book, like not kids' book. We genre, be- I believe, is the word you're looking for. What's that? Genre? Genre? Well, no, no. I don't know if it's necessarily the genre because – if you think about it, like when you you've done Monty, they can put you in a special section for kids books at an all ages section at a Comic Con, which I didn't know that they actually had. Some of them do, some of them don't. I wish more of them would do it. Right. Because then like what we could do, given that what we do is both, 
is one of us could table in the non-all-ages section and one of us could table in the all-ages section with our yeah. all-ages material. And, and that makes a lot everything. of Yeah, no, it makes sense. Split everything up and just go right. through. So one of us would have all the all-ages stuff and one of us wouldn't, and that's fine because pretty much besides one book that each of us has done, we've pretty much written everything else together because we saw in each other a way to make more comics. Mm-hmm. And and that's the important part is what you leave behind. And we rarely disagree about where a comic's supposed to go. And when we do, one of us compromises. So yeah. it's it's very easy to do if you find the right writing partner. And um, I mean, it's also kind of one of those things where it's not like I'm not super tied to any idea. Like I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sacrifice a project or or a relationship for my idea. Right, it's not that it, it's not that important. Like, if the idea flies, it flies. The, the one thing that we've always kind of adhered to: if the idea flies, it flies. If it doesn't, it doesn't. So, yeah. I mean, even with even with something crazy like Metal Shark, which we threw out some crazy fucking batshit ideas on that book there's to each other. Ones. There's some really crazy ideas going into that book, but nobody was like, "My idea is better than this idea." It was like, I think we do this thing where we try and top the other one's craziness, but that just makes it better. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh, what if we had fucking, I don't know, Mecha Ninja Nuns? That sounds dope. Let's do and it. It's <laughs> in the book, so we don't even have to worry about it. So it's like, it's like what? That, that's there? Like, how, do, how did that get there? Fucking skeletal mastodons with, with this and glowing toxic waste. That's in the book. No, that's crazy. How did that get there? Like, it's because we just try to be as ridiculous as we can be at times. And, and whatever made us laugh, too. So that yes, was, that's, that's key. Because when, when we started laughing about the idea and we couldn't talk or breathe, there was times when we were discussing the idea where neither of us could breathe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is dangerous when you're driving through the mountains of West Virginia. But I mean, on <laughs> little... what he was doing. Yes, I, was, on, on I was supposed to be at work. So yes. if you listen to the podcast and, and you're a co-worker of mine, I was working. Yes, I just, I just had on Bluetooth earbuds, and people probably thought I was crazy because I'm walking through grocery stores, telling like talking about Mecha Ninja Nuns and glowing mastodons. So <laughs> it was yeah. fun, man. It was good. <laughs> but yeah, In a grocery so, store. Yeah, I mean, you have to, you got to do it somewhere, right? It's got to happen. <laughs> but it's just you know, at this point now, I think it's just a matter of keeping momentum because we, and then we still have the book with um with drew with chase the moon which we've been working on and then we also have another book with um ricardo that we're doing too the kung fu book so we have a lot of stuff shaking we got a lot of stuff going on it's just a matter of keeping the momentum going and just just working i mean well, been, well i think it and also too if if, if trying to figure out really, this damn pitch well the pitch thing is hard but i think the our whole idea behind it was if we're not doing one thing we're doing something else so that was the whole premise behind it and this and you guys got to understand a lot of these happened last year only like one i think happened this year so far we've yeah. only done one yeah we've got yeah. a couple more like ideas in the works and we've got one more coming up that we're supposed to talk to someone about and it was supposed to be this month but i think it got moved um another 10 page idea oh. you know what i'm talking about yeah i know what you're talking about yeah yeah so like we have that so we'll have two this year, and then we had three or four we did last year that we're still thinking. And we have one that we've had from 
almost the time we started writing comics together. That's been a so night. Spirit of 666. So six, I'm not being bad. That's what I was trying to say. Spirit of 666 we've been talking about for, what, three years now? No, dude, I just like the vague book and I was into it. Just, I mean, I'm just saying we've been talking about a lot of these ideas are stuff we've had since we started doing stuff together. Yeah, it's just a matter of... It, Last year, it's a while to make them develop. Last year, nothing happened. This year, it seems like everything is happening. Last year, nothing happened, but we came up with a bunch of cool ideas. Yeah, but then this, but then this year, everything is happening. You know what I mean? Like everything at once. Yeah, everything is kind of falling into place, and it's been pretty fun to watch. And it's also fun that we've gotten three pitches done at once. So that's kind of crazy because we. I don't think either of us expected that. I don't know which one. You, what are you talking about? The three pitches happening at once. Oh, no, not at all. No, I didn't. <laughs> I thought we would get one done at a time. Yeah. But, like, the way that fate planned it was like, oh, no, all three of these things will be out. And then you have this other book with Kung Fu in it that, that has been wafting around since last year. No, so, it's just, yeah, it's, it's all happening pretty fast. And, like, we're posting new images on Twitter constantly from Tony or from Tumblr and yeah. post on Tumblr. Oh, you have a Tumblr? I do. You go there to meet chicks. What's your yeah. Tumblr account? No, Instagram. Know. Instagram. It's not Tumblr. It's Instagram. Uh, oh, you, should, you have an Instagram. I don't have an Instagram. I, I had thought an, you did. And I tagged somebody cause he's got a name, Robert France 19. And I was like, Oh, that's gotta be you. The 19 gave it away. And the guy was like, I think you have the wrong Bob France. And I was like, apparently. <laughs> so that's hilarious yeah i don't have an instagram i had an instagram but then i got rid of it because like I, I got rid of it because i don't ever have pictures like i don't i have a loophole to see pictures of my kid all the time because i, I have yeah i have a loophole comics instagram then that's you okay yeah now but I, I but like i was thinking about making my own personal instagram you should. But, like, I have a hard time as a writer posting stuff on instagram because like what do i put up there um, see, I thought the same thing, but I just put the art that other people are working on. I just copy it and put it up there because there's no, like, retweet or, like, share button on Instagram unless you have a, like, specific app. And I'm like, I'm not downloading that and taking up extra space on my phone. I don't care that much. Yeah. I'll just make my own and then put it up and the artist can like it. It's Instagram's weird for us, for writers. So, yeah, because I don't know what to put on there. Like Exactly, I, and, but and, I put on there what I'm reading or what I'm doing or when my son does something cool, I put it up there. So it, it's fun for that reason, but I don't really post that often. So I don't yeah. know what to do with it. I, 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 I'm trying it's weird to, for me because it's picture-based because yeah. I'm like, I don't take a lot of pictures. I don't, I'm not a picture dude. I'm not a picture dude. I feel you, though, because that's the way I feel about Instagram, and that's why I don't have one. I mean, I got one because somebody said I should get an Instagram and start putting what we're working on on Instagram, so I did. So if you look at my Instagram, it's most of the stuff that most of 90% of the stuff up there is stuff that you and I are working on. Or Are there any dick pics? Uh, not yet. Like, I'm working on that. All I'm right. working on getting, like... Got to get the lighting right. <laughs> I've got to get the lighting right and like and like like a Snickers bar or something to hold for contrast. Yeah, that's a, you know what I never thought about that. Yeah, because if you just see a random peen, it's like I don't know how big this peen is. Like right. that's so, a real that's a really good idea because you, you need contrast. That's really smart. Like for me, it'd be a Twizzler, like a Twizzler, and then long and thin and red. You better go to a doctor, friend. <laughs> that's pretty. <laughs> that's brutal, man. It's like it's like a a cat dick attached to a human. 
So should I start my own Instagram account? I, I just, Only with dick pics. No, nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see mine either. You're like, another oh, dick pics. Okay. Well, at least you're a single dude, so it would make sense. I mean... It makes no sense, because, like, I'm a single dude in comics. Instantly, it'd be like... Dick pics! Like, <laughs> nobody wants these dick pics. Why are they on your Instagram, you bastard? That's dick pics! Nobody wants dick pics at all. It's Can I tell you? I, like the the it, that it's funny that you mentioned that because like on the dating on the online dating website, <laughs> one of the compliments I've gotten is you've never sent me a dick pic. That's really awesome. I'm like, is that like a thing? Those like, are people really- just like, hey, my penis, and they're yeah. like. Yes. People. Those are really low standards to have, Kevin. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying I'm very proud of myself because one of the girls I was talking to was like, you've never sent me a dick pic. And I was like, because it's kind of weird. I yeah. Wouldn't I've never, I mean, I've been married to my wife for 13 years. We've been together for like 16. I've never sent her a dick pic and I never would because who wants to see that? Like, what the the audacity the the what kind of mindset do you have where you're thinking like i'm gonna send a picture of my penis to this woman or man and they are going to be so enthralled and taken by the sight of my sexual organ that they will not be able to resist me like who has that thought it's fucking apparently democrat anthony weiner of new york has that uh, look at you going that was a deep cut right there dude i just just don't understand the mentality like yeah dick pics on the internet that's not it's like a penis isn't very attractive to look at unless yours has like tattoos on it or like if maybe, you put glitter on a penis it might maybe be. i mean we can i'll try later it's like, but it's I like doubt. the sprinkles of penis dumb is like glitter it's like but wouldn't that just be like putting lipstick on a pig yes it would like, be literally but, maybe we but could you're asking what would make a penis more appealing i'm saying nothing nothing, nothing. yeah penises are pretty gross they're just weird looking <laughs> you know they're just like weird a, looking it's like a male proboscis like, yeah and i mean you know, you know I'm, I mean, I just, it's not my thing. It, me neither. But you, you yeah, mentioned them, so we went, we went into a half an hour discourse about them. I mean, I'm just saying, I just don't understand the it's, art of it's the, the weirdest thing about internet dating is when, when a girl's like, "Hey, I'll go on a date with you because you never sent me a picture of your junk." I'll be like, "Wow, wow, that's all it took." That's a really that was rough. actually easy to get. <laughs> you know, like I was like, "This is surprisingly easy." I didn't send you any pictures of my manhood. So genius. But I'm not that kind of dude, so... Yeah, me Again, I don't have enough confidence in my... Me neither, and not only that, but, it, but why? Like you said. Like, I mean, I've, been to- I've been told that mine is quite beautiful, but that's just, that's just for me. That's my... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anybody cares about your wife. So that no, and, and you know what, Kevin? She doesn't really even care that much, so it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, and the thing is, who can blame her? You know, it's just a penis. Yeah, that's all. There's tons of them in the world. So how do I sign up for this? Uh, I I, I, I don't remember when I did it. I remember having. I had a Tumblr way back in the day. I still think I have one that I would use. Now, what's for, the difference between Tumblr and Instagram? Tumblr is like Tumblr is like a blogging thing. Is it? Yeah, but it it used to be like the Wild West, where like. 
people were getting like comic jobs off of Tumblr and then it went nuts and then people stopped caring. Like, I don't know, man, I, I don't get Tumblr. I, I, there's just so much shit out there. Man. I just I never tried Tumblr. Now, if I knew it was a blogging site, I would have tried Tumblr. Yeah, it's totally a blogging site. Because I I didn't have a blog on Facebook. Um, what MySpace had a blog area. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't keep a blog on MySpace. But all my MySpace stuff was banned stuff. Ah, uh, okay. It's gone now, isn't it? It doesn't exist anymore, does it? Oh, I don't either. See how crazy is that? Like it's probably still up there. My just went to MySpace. MySpace is still there. Really. Uh-huh. I don't know what it is anymore. Like, I wouldn't even know my password on there anymore. Yeah. I would have forgotten it by now. Yeah, MySpace. MySpace is like 20 years old because Dark Horse used to do uh, Dark Horse MySpace Presents, didn't they? I don't remember that. They did. I, I remember. Hear, look it up. Look it up. Let's, let's see if I'm right. I found my first, um, my first artist for a comic on MySpace. Did you really? Way back in the day. Federale and I had a had a MySpace for um for some comics him and I were working on together. Nothing ever really came of it. I mean but yeah. the band I was in with Evan had a MySpace. Yeah. So like that was a long time ago. MySpace got a friend of mine fired from his job. What? Mm-hmm. Like Facebook does now. Yeah, this was back way, in the day. This is pre pre Facebook. Yeah, he, this got him canned from his gig because he went on and like was talking okay. about. Uh, he was just talking about how his employer was a cheap son of a bitch and yada yada, yada and like you know blood. I forgot that they were friends on MySpace or something. And like somebody saw it or whatever, and then yeah, it was really bad. That's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. I only Fire. talk trash about my employer while we're on WordPress because they're pretty bad. Well, I mean, yeah, that's still pretty dumb. But at least, like, you can deny that, or they have to really go a long way to find it. Like, they won't listen to Word Bros. My employers are devout Christians, and we we spout devil worship comic no, books. I now. mean, that wouldn't go that far. I don't say we're devil. <laughs> I was kidding. I mean, I, I think the devil's cool, but like, we wrote, a, we wrote a comic about a devil worshiping shark. I doubt my Christian employers are coming to 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 listen to Word Bros. Yeah, well, no, Metal Shark Bros. Not. I mean, he's not a. He's satanic as hell. He's not a devil worshiper. He's a. He was thrust into a situation. He's a tool of Satan, an unwitting tool of Satan. Like, he's just some dude that didn't want. He just wants to be a shark, man, living his shark life, doing shark stuff. And getting to Sharktopia. Yeah, you know, that was an unfortunate event that happened to him. He was just swimming along, doing his thing. You know? I like how you talk about him like he's a real person. Like Metal he, Shark Bro is my dude, all right? Like, that's your, like, you're, like, tight. Like, he calls you every day. That's my man's in them. <laughs> I love Metal Shark Bro. Ira is my dude. Ira is my dude. I'm excited about Ira, too. I mean, I love, I just love that book. I would my- get an Ira tattoo. So. I mean, I could go for that. I mean, I've, I've I got- mean, and then if you're listening to this, hold us to this. Like, if we, do, if we have to kickstart this book, the, the three of us. Walt has also agreed that, that we yes. have all tattoos. I mean, and the weird part is, I don't think Walt has any tattoos. He doesn't have any tattoos. So the Walt fact agreed that, that he would get an Ira tattoo. Yeah, so I will get an Ira tattoo. Bob said he would get one, and Walt said he would also get an Ira tattoo if if we fund this on Kickstarter and we go over funding for what we need to do off complete trade. We would all get Ira tattoos. I would do it. I totally do it. 
I would do it without the Kickstarter. So if, if the Kickstarter was just successful, I'd be like, I got to get this Ira tattooed on me because oh, like, this book gets shit. If this book gets picked up, I'm totally getting an Ira tattoo. Oh, then I'll have an Ira tattoo too. We'll have matching tattoos. We'll be tattoo group. I am on Tumblr right now. Are you? I, I have a Tumblr account. What is your Tumblr account? Name? I can't figure out how to get to that part. <laughs> My Instagram name is the right cuff with underscore. That makes sense. That makes sense. Well, My, because uh, hey, uh, that because I've been the wrong cuff before. So. Okay. My Tumblr account is bobfrance.tumblr.com. And that's what that's a is. weird way to, to do Tumblr. Like, I have never had to. I, maybe I should. Well, so you have a Tumblr and I have an Instagram. We, we can divide and conquer now. Yeah, but I haven't posted on my Tumblr account since March 14th, 2017. So it's been only a, a year. It's about a year yeah. that I've posted on Tumblr. It's only a year. And you posted on March 17th that you hate St. Patrick's Day. No, I didn't. I posted on Tumblr pictures from Angela's Full Moon Fredo page, page 21 that I like so much. And then I posted. Is that the one with the big, like, ritual page? Yeah, yeah, that's a great page. She did a really good job on that. She I knew which one it was yeah. right away when you said the one you like so much. I was yeah, like, I remember then, this because I got a text really late at night about that page. And I was. And, then, I bef- and then before that, I posted about Mary Tyler Moore being dead. And that was January 25th. So I don't. Yeah, I was, I'm still sad about that. I don't post on Tumblr a lot. Maybe I, but I don't think anybody uses Tumblr anymore. That's the whole thing. Like, I don't know what the hot social media. Well, because we're getting old. That's why. Yeah, and like I'm ready to I'm ready to dump Facebook because like I'm just tired of it. But I know I need Facebook if we're gonna run Kickstarters because in the past when I've done a Kickstarter, I've made most of my money from Facebook. Same. So, so Facebook and Twitter. Yes. Combined. So, so I'm not. So I'm definitely not getting rid of Facebook because I know that's where I, I make a lot of my nut. You know what I'm saying? That's a that's a weird way to say it. But, but I mean, that's where I I mean, shit, man. I can show you from the the what's it called one a long time ago, the um, Monster yeah. Dinosaur one. Yeah, dude, I made a shit ton of money on Facebook, so I can't get rid of it just in case I want to. People people like to hear from you anyway because you have entertaining posts. Like, I guess. I mean, I, I would say the same thing about myself. I don't think I'm all that entertaining. But at times, people are like, oh, this is really funny. You posted Ric Flair, like, with the Infinity Gauntlet on. I'm like, because I find that funny. Like, it doesn't matter if you find it funny or not. If you don't like it, you can just get off my feet. But, yeah, you can get off my jock. But but Ric Flair with the Infinity Gauntlet doing the Four Horsemen sign? That's dope. So uh, let me ask you. Let's, let's, let's sure. bring this thing around to the end because we're getting sure. kind of close. Have you been reading anything lately? What have you been I have reading? been reading a regular novel oh. by a guy who writes comics. Okay, now what are you reading? Uh, Throne of the Crescent Kingdom by uh, Saladin Ahmed. Oh, okay, that's the dude that was doing the Black Bolt. Book. Yes. Okay. The book is actually really great. That's cool. I'm almost done with it. It's like D&D mixed with Arabian Nights. You oh, would that's enjoy something. it. That sounds fun. It's great. You would really like the book. I am on chapter 18 out of 20. So I only got two chapters left to read, and I'm done with it. That's cool. That sounds awesome. I'll bring it to Heroes. That way you can borrow it and have okay. it. Like you can just mail it back to me when you're done. But it's I might even just buy you a copy, it's so good. Like huh. it's weird because it's not your traditional fantasy setting, and the only thing I find really strange about it is 
the way he world builds okay um is really interesting because he gives you the scope of this world that's really big but then kind of keeps it contained to this one city oh okay it's, kinda, it's really interesting the scope of what he's world building is huge like there's this there's that there's these different places he has a, a narrator that's uh kind of older and so when we get from that character's perspective when he starts talking about all the adventures he's been on and all this stuff, like you get the scope of the world, but when it's contained inside the writing, it's just inside this one city called this Dahamaswat. Okay. That's how you say it. Um, and it's pretty interesting having to do with that because he's a monster hunter and he hunts these uh, ghouls, which are like, there's different kinds and like, so when you read it, it gets pretty interesting. Interesting. Okay. And and like one of the other main characters is kind of like a combination monk paladin. Okay. That's a dope ass combination when you think about it. That so is kind of like, dope. Yeah, like he's like a holy man of God who can who can like kick ass, but he doesn't need a sword, but he has a special sword, so it's like all these things rolled into one. So it's really definitely interesting and there's a girl in the book who's a kind of like a barbarian shapeshifter. Oh, that sounds fun. It's great. The book is great. I've I've really enjoyed the book so far. What are you reading? I'm just reading a shit ton of Super, Superman comics. Now, what did you enjoy most about Superman comics, and what did you enjoy least so far about Superman comics? I'm reading the trades, the Rebirth trades that just came out. I've read the first three trades, and so I, the one thing I will say is because I guess they're doing three books a month, Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, is that sometimes um, sometimes the art's a little inconsistent. Okay. Because I get used to seeing one artist, but since they're doing three books a month, they have various artists working on the book. But, I mean, I don't really have any complaints at all about the new Superman book. Uh, Rebirth is pretty good. I've read the first 18 issues, and it's been pretty dope. Uh, the annual that featured Swamp Thing was fucking amazing. Really? It was, if you can go to Rich's shop and try to find it, it's in the third uh, Superman trade. It's the opening story in the third trade of the Rebirth trade. It's really fucking good. Like, because Clark Kent and um, uh, Lois Lane and John, Jonathan Kent, they're all living out in Monroeville, which is like, they're on a farm, like 300 miles outside of Metropolis, because right now they're not living in Metropolis. They're trying to live like these these fake lives as these farmers or whatever. Um, he's still going out and doing Superman stuff, but he's not, they're not living in Metropolis. So he's kind of like looking around at the, at the, at the plants, his crops aren't growing. And he's like, I just don't understand it. What's happening. And then he starts flying around the area and he notices that all the water is drying up and like, there's not any water happening. Like it's all kind of evaporating and stuff. And then all of a sudden, like there's a, this great double page spread and it's swamp thing coming out of the ground and like kind of reaching for him with like these, these tendrils, like these tentacles. And it's like, you don't belong here. And they have this conversation about how this is not the Superman of their earth. I guess the Superman of this earth passed away, which I don't fully understand why or how it happened. I've just accepted it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, cause they're talking about red underwear, Superman, but go ahead. Yeah, well, no, well, I guess like this, the soup there was, I guess the new 52 Superman was the Superman for a while, but he died. And then the Superman that we know 
as kids that was killed by um, Doomsday came to this earth too in like the black suit. And then he kind of took the mantle. So he's not of this earth, I guess, <laughs> that they're talking about. Like I, like I said, I don't fully understand how it happened. I've just kind of said like, okay, I get it and accepted it and moved on, if that makes right. sense. You know? Yeah, it does. Um, so he is not of this plane. And I guess he reacts differently to this earth's sun and he's sucking up more of the energy and they go through this whole process and then like him and swamp thing fight and then swamp thing becomes like this giant kryptonian monster and they it's just it's just really well done like it's very cool it's a very good read um Swamp Thing versus Superman is kind of a crazy idea. Yeah, and it's and the artwork is fucking fantastic. Uh, I think it's I think Jorge Jimenez did the art for this annual, and it just sings, dude. Like, it's beautiful to look at, and they give you um, like script samples in the back of the book. And apparently, I think it's Patrick Gleason and Peter Tomasi that wrote the story. They do it Marvel style. They just like, all right, this is what I want to do. And like, they just lay it out for him. And then Jorge goes back in and does all of it. It looks fucking great. It was a really fun read. It was a really good issue. And it's just been, and the story's just been consistently good. I've been really. That's awesome. Yeah. Which is weird because I've never really been a big Superman fan. Like I went through a little phase uh, when Jeff Johns and what's the guy, the artist's name, who uh, Judd. If Drew John Romita Jr.? No, no, no. This is, um, it was like a Brainiac trade that I picked up and I can, John, Judge. He has two first names. Let me see if I can find it. Um, um, Jeff Johns, uh, I can't, I'm not even close. Jeff Johns, Brainiac. But yeah, it was a really cool um, Brainiac arc. Uh, is this it? Yeah, Gary Frank. Gary, Fr- I thought for the longest time, I thought Gary Frank drew like a beautiful Superman and he was on the book for a while. So I was kind of reading that. It's from like 2009, but I haven't really read a lot of Superman. So it's really You're just prepping yourself for the Bendis Superman. Uh, I'm, no, dude, I'm prepping myself when we win that DC talent hunt, son. I'm going to be like, I got the greatest fucking Superman <laughs> we ever made. See, Bobby's aiming high. He's all like, like, I'm aiming for the pinnacle of DC comics. I'm talking about the Man of Steel. And me, I'm like, I got the best boost of gold story ever. I would see. I'm just. I don't think I could write a Superman story. I would re, if I could do a, a hero from DC. I would want to do uh, Wildcat. Really, I would yeah. want to do Booster Gold because I think you could do something. Well, I think Booster Gold's really cool, and I think you could do something really my favorite. Really cool with him, but I love. I think Wildcat's awesome. Like. I mean, he he's tr- like that old grizzled street veteran yeah. boxer. Like, I think it's cool. Like, but- he trained Batman how to fight. That's interesting. Apparently, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I like I like him. Like, he's just some. I like man. him. Okay. I you like know? the. I, but he's not like the question or like Booster Gold or Blue Beetle to me. Like, I like. I like the Blue Beetle Booster Gold buddy cop idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. I think that them, the two of them together, is just like my favorite thing. The DC, um, I like other things that they did, but they're all animated things, so it's really weird because I haven't, I didn't grow up on DC comics. I don't. Mm-hmm. Neither did you. Did you? You grew up on Marvel. Right? I I read a lot of Marvel, a lot of Marvel, and then I read Green Arrow for some reason, just because I like Green you know. Arrow's dope. The yeah. idea behind that character is great. 
the Mike Grogren era stuff is still fantastic. So I haven't read that. The Longbow Hunters and all you, that shit. You it's told great. me to read The Longbow Hunters, and I, I never He's actually, it. Mike Grell is going to be in Dayton, and I'm going to bring some Longbow Hunters for him to autograph, because I love that dude. If he has any Longbow Hunters there, just pick me up one and mail it to me. Oh, dude, I can find one. You, dude, you can go to Rich's and look in the Green Arrow thing and probably find him in, like, the quarter bin. I mean... No, he doesn't have any, like, singles. Like Really? Not, not the issues. Like, I would buy the trade just because I'm... I've been collecting trades recently just to have so okay. I don't so I don't bog my whole corner. Like Makes if sense. I if I show you the corner, like how I'll show you the corner of the room. Look how many trades are in that corner. Can you see can you see all the single issues in that corner? Yes. It's a ton. Alright. So, and I and I don't get to them. They just sit there mm. or they sit in bags and I'll get to them eventually and I'll read one or two and I never get to read all the ones I bought. So I've decided that for me, trade buying is the best. Okay. What ends up happening is I'll read one or two of the ones, and then they go back on a plastic bag, or they go into a into one of the long boxes over there, and I'm like, oh, I forgot what I read ten minutes ago. But in a trade, I have a whole bookshelf full of trades that I will actually pick up and read every now and then. So it just depends on the trade. I'm with that. And a ninety percent of my trade. Weird thing is, ninety percent of my trades are image. Because hmm. I got like a ton, a shit ton of image first in there. Because I'm like, this sounds cool. I'll read it. It's and, and it's like nine ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. ten bucks. Like, so I'm like, I, there's no risk. If I yeah. read it and I don't like it, then I'll give it to somebody else. Throw them shits away. I don't throw anything away. I just go, hey, <laughs> <That's> kid, <laughs> you like this writer? Yeah. You like this artist? Cool. Read this here. Like, if I don't like it, but there's only been like two I've ever done that with. Yeah, two as out of. Out of like fifty, I bought two, or like the ones I was like, mm, it's all right. That's cool. Yeah, like that's a pretty good number. Out of yeah, it. that's a good. That's a damn good number. Because one of the ones I got uh, for Image First was um, Rumble was one of them, um, but I had already read the single issues. Okay, fair. Um, I already knew I loved it. Um, I'm trying to think of another one I bought that was Image First that I was just like, okay, I'll try it. Uh, the Brewbaker one, Killer Be Killed. Okay. All right, just just to try it, and I was like, "Oh, this is really good." So, my wife was telling me that I could get into buying comics again if I buy them digitally, because then we don't have comics all over the house. And I and I'm torn because I love reading comics, but I also but I also understand that like if I don't buy comics at shops, then shops aren't going to be around. Yeah, that's true. Because you do. Did you see the news? And Facebook? Yeah, I saw all kinds Melt, of stuff. Yeah. Meltdown Comics is closing. Yeah, in LA, everybody's all freaking out about it because it's been they, around for like 25 years. That's Hardwick's store. The guy who hosts Talking Dead. That's his yeah. store. Yeah. He's closing his comic book store and, and hosting the Talking Dead. <laughs> that makes like zero sense. Yeah, like, I know. how would that happen? Like, he's a millionaire, isn't he? Oh, yeah. He's gotta be. Yeah, yeah. So. Like, I'm a millionaire, but I don't want to keep my comic book store open? What? Yeah. I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. And, and then when all indicators are that comic sales are up, because I, I was reading, like, oh, well, why are these stores closing? So I was reading it, and it was like, it's not because comic sales are down. It's because what people do, the trade waiting is kind of killing the individual issues, which yeah. 
I can't say anything about because you trade weight. I'm not necessarily a trade waiter, but I'll buy a trade way before I'll buy a single issue. Yeah. And I will buy single issues. Like, I bought Deuce of Hearts. So I showed, you know, I showed you that last time. Mm-hmm. I will buy single issues. It's not that I don't. It's just that I don't buy as many. I hear you. Dude, so, you, don't to, you don't have to explain yourself to me. No, 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 I'm not. I'm just saying, like, it's hard for me because I want to buy single issues, but what ends up happening is they sit. Yeah, and you, say, and you just have piles them. of them around. I know, I got piles of comics everywhere. And I'll read the whole thing in a trade. I'll just yeah. sit there and read it until it's done. Uh-huh. But single issues, I'll read the single issue and then forget to buy the next one. And then be like, oh man, I forgot that one. Do you have number two? you have number three? Yeah, you're like three issues late. Dang. Whatever, so dude. At least, I'm, at least I'm here. Yes, I'm trying. So... So. Well, there you go, dudes. That's the episode of Word Bros. Thank you for listening. We'll ha- hopefully, we'll have some guests on soon. We're going to have Brian Level on after C2E2. We're going to do a crossover episode with the Woo Mates. If you have never listened to the Woo Mates, it's a pretty good podcast. They do, uh, they do comics as well. It's two twins, Jason and John Ford. They talk about comics. They interview comic creators. They're really awesome dudes. We're going to have those guys on after C2E2. And Jason Ford's also on another podcast that Bob listens to. Yeah, called uh, Douglas and Dragons. Mm-hmm. So that should be sweet. Jason's a nice guy. I've been on his pod before. It's there great. There you go. There you go. So you know. And then we're going to have Drew back on too and Ed Brisson. Hopefully we're going to get Ed Brisson on soon. So yeah, we got some good stuff shaking, hopefully. And we so. tried talking to Matt Rosenberg and getting him on. So if you know Matt Rosenberg and you're listening to the podcast, tell Matt Rosenberg he needs to be on Mark We'll figure it out, dude. He'll be on Mark Eventually it'll happen. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you for listening. And everyone, you guys have a great day. And we'll talk to you soon. You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast, thewordbros.com.